Welcome to Snatch Season 3. This season, Umar and I will be diving into the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Umar, can you believe it's Season 3 already? I mean, three is the magic number, and I'm feeling magical. I love it. Let's fire away. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's on this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, the queens used outdoorsy materials to serve two camp, camp inspired looks. Our first sewing challenge of the season. This is up your street. We love a needle and thread moment. I've never been camping. So that's I, the confession. I haven't either. I don't like the outdoors. I don't like nature. I don't like greenery. I don't like it. It's gross. It's ugly. It seems a lot of effort. I mean, by the time you pitch up a tent, I'm just done. And there's bears and lions and tigers and shenanigans in the forest. So I don't mean camping, but I do love fashion. And I love a camp moment. Yeah. I love it. I mean, unless it's when Raven Baxter. Oh my God. How that hat, I was thinking that, but I was like, do we go for another niche Raven? I go on, do it. We we love a niche Raven Baxter reference. Yeah, unless she's. What was it? Did she have skunk boots? <laughs> she has skunk boots. Also, Chelsea wanted authentic camping by the fire. And then Raven had that high tech yeah. tunnel where there was an oven. And God knows what in the skunk. But anyway, we're digressing. We will have a That's So Raven podcast soon. That's so Raven. Okay, it's the future and I can see. Okay, hit us with what so, we're here yeah, This episode started off on a sad, sour note. Victorious gone like we predicted has been eliminated due to medical reasons. Do you know what's interesting about this moment? The way RuPaul delivered the news. Um, yes. He didn't say, oh, there's an open invitation to next season. Because I think what we're finding now is Veronica's journey back. And Veronica's saying how difficult it was spending the money and finding the resources and just jumping back into it so quick. Mm. I think with Victoria... So sad to see her go. I do think she's going to come back, but when I think is up in the air. Yeah, because season four will be it in months at this rate. Also, why don't they ever let the queen come in and say like, do you know what? Goodbye. <laughs> because do you know what happens? What? They gag them, throw them in the back of an Uber, and send them to Timbuktu or something. It's very I... ominous, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is exactly what happens. I do agree with you. I think it would have been nice to have, like... Victoria coming in and being like, look, babes, my knees are in. Love you all. See you on the circuit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I presume they would do that behind the scenes. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit like Victoria is no longer with us. Dun, dun, dun. But also the implications that's going to have on this season. She was a frontrunner. She could have taken the whole damn thing. She was a frontrunner. It opens the floor with other queens coming into their own and showing their drag. And also, it is only episode three. Yeah. yeah. But now, Crystal Versace is going to get even cockier than she already has been because she's got two badges and her biggest competition. Well, that's what she said last week, didn't she? Her biggest competition has gone. Yeah. Did you notice her being a little... Cockle doodle do a little again. Cock, a little cocky little shut. Um, <laughs> joking. I think, yeah, I think Crystal's in a very unique position. Um, yeah, I think 
She's in an interesting position. She's in an interesting position. I think we're going to get to in later in the podcast, but when Graham kind of said, well, I'm kind of bored already. So do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can strike the iron hot and ride high, but... Anyway, is down now for you, Crystal. Yeah, like the, the bar is so high for Crystal now. Yeah. Expectations are high. Yeah. And sometimes, like we've seen in drag history, it's not about how you start the competition. It's how you kind of yeah. level off and peak and yeah. all of that stuff. But yeah. We, we don't usually talk about mini challenges on the podcast, do we? But do you, I actually want to chat about this week's okay. one. Okay. Because the Queen's got butch. In a profile video for Find. And I thought it was really funny how, you know, because when us queers try and put on a butch persona, it can be, it just, it doesn't work. We don't have to be butch. So I want to ask you, Uma, can you do something butch for me right now? No. Say, uh, say something <laughs> butch for me. All right, darling. No, that I, was your butch. <laughs> the thing is, I wouldn't have got, it's a really tricky one, isn't it? But I don't think I would have gone butch. I would have done what Kitty, yeah. Cat Klaus, I can't say her name. Is a key's got claws? That, that was correct. I think what I would have done is that, where I've been like, you're right, babe, mm. but look like an absolute builder. Yeah, rough, rough yeah. and ready, yeah. Rough and ready, yeah. Oh, Scarlet. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that voice would get more attractive. Oh, are you? But uh, have that... you got the feelings for Little Miss Scarlet? No, I don't have the feet. No, let's be Confirmed! Umar no, Sawa I, has a thing. We, I don't go for... <laughs> don't break the hearts of all our listeners out there. Uh, okay, like, I don't know. I don't know how to say this delicately. But no, I. You know my type. It's not Scarlet. But um, I, know, I, know I think there's something about that voice. Do you know what I mean? I love. I love a Cockney or a Northern voice. Well, come on, do something for me then. Just no, actually try. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Why don't you? Do We're gonna have to take that break early so I can beat up Umar. Oh my god, that is so (laughs) mask of you. Um, you I'll beat you up. Um, No, I think it was a good one, and I think all of them actually did really well, except for River. I think River kind of lost her confidence. She did, yeah, and I thought she'd be quite funny at it, to be fair. But she wasn't, and I think we saw that kind of carry up throughout. The episode, I think. Mm. I think River's confidence was a bit wavering. What did you think of Elle of a Day showing a little bit of crack? Uh, <gasps> I love a bit of crack. <laughs> <laughs> that got me, gals. Oh, they God. got me. Elle of a Day knows what they're doing. She knows. She's like... She knows she the trade. She, she's giving you the thirst. She's giving you the trade. She knows what she's doing. And I, to be honest... I'm here for it. Oh. See, I'm, I'm more Ella Day than a Scarlet Harlow. Oh, so we've now established your time. Ella Day, you listen. Do you know, know what? I can't wait to get Ella Day on the phone. To, oh, come on. Bring to, her up on that phone. Ring her now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was fun. Yeah. But then fun fizzled into quite a serious heartfelt moment. As is the case with each episode that, you know, is a sewing episode. Yeah. The, the workroom interactions can be a bit droll because mostly it's just like oh where's give me a needle can you help me thread this uh do that the other that's this sewing machine blah blah hang on a minute i feel like yeah i agree with that i think sometimes and we did see that we did see veronica turning into bless her heart veronica mother Teresa with a needle on the thread Mm -hmm. uh, you know delivering fashion recovery for everyone else but creating fashion murder on her own self. What are you saying? I don't know. That wasn't really, that wasn't really <laughs> funny. What I'm saying is she was helping everyone else. We did see that. Mm-hmm. But then um, 
we did see charity case really open up. And do you know what? I found this conversation. You know, we work at gay times, right? So when it comes to HIV, whether it's diagnosing, um, you know, educating people on it, I think we're quite well versed. But I've never mm. seen it on national television just laid out in plain terms. Well, of course, we did have It's a Sin earlier this year, which really reintroduced the topic of HIV AIDS to the mainstream to mainstream audiences and it was done beautifully but of course the series didn't really kind of get the chance to acknowledge advances in medicine because HIV is now a manageable chronic condition and those who are on effective treatment no longer pass the virus on undetectable viral load is what they call it so it was great to see charity kind of address that on the show, especially because there are a lot of people who watch Drag Race who will not know that information yet. Like Charity says, she has a lot of interactions with people where they will not talk with her because she is, in their words, not clean. We've seen it on Grindr profiles, haven't we? 100%. I think also what was really good about that conversation, and I agree with you, It's a Sin was such a good point in queer television and really educating people. But I feel like with it's a sin because it's in the past, it's not fully realizing people's everyday world. And I think what Charity said, she said a really good point where she was like, unless you're friends with someone, unless you have like a hands-on experience and talking to someone who is going through that, it's easy for you to just not want to be educated, not be well-versed and Mm -hmm. still see HIV and AIDS as this demon or scary thing that you just don't want any part of. Mm -hmm. I think that was such a powerful conversation. And I think we've seen it with Trinity in All Stars 6. And I think it is a running point of conversation that I'm so glad the show is raising. But I think there was something about Charity's delivery that just felt very, Mm -hmm. very insightful and very to the nose and... I yeah. love Cherry Case. Unless you go searching for it, you won't really find out much about yeah. HIV. And also, also, I think Charity, bless her, when she said the comment you raised, being unclean and stuff, mm-hmm. I think that's such an ignorant thing to say, just to yeah. wipe and close that door and not want to be informed yeah. by it. Well, last year, professional rugby player Gareth Thomas, who's also living with HIV, he collaborated with a charity called Tackle HIV. And they revealed some really shocking statistics. So, for example, 61% of those surveyed said if their partner was HIV positive, they would or might end the relationship. 61%. That's shocking. It's disgusting. And 17% said they would be embarrassed if someone found out their partner had HIV. So it's really important these conversations continue to happen because we still get the people nowadays, don't we, that go, oh, yeah, gay people, um, they can walk down the street happily and not be attacked. HIV is not really a thing anymore, you know. But it's still real. It's still... This this is still still happening. Of course it's there. But yeah, like on a final note, just to wrap a bow around it, I think it's it's a beautiful moment. And also it's giving power back to the people with the status and the diagnosis. Because it's so easy for people to be like, oh, you know, you're hiding something or like you don't want to confess or whatever and face all that stigma and um shame but i think if charity gave people confidence to be open and stand proud what a beautiful moment yeah yeah charity's gonna help a lot of people a lot of people right umar the ad break is upon us we will return after this to chat about the runways the lip sync and we will chat with the latest eliminated queen yep 
Okay, Umar, let's get serious for a second. Here in the UK, our trans siblings and marginalized communities are facing severe attacks in the right-wing press. I know, I'm just sick of seeing this. The lies, the hate, the spill, it all just has to stop. Exactly. Media Watch is a new six-part Gay Times original podcast series that dissects, analyzes, and critiques the way LGBTQ plus issues are reported on in the mainstream media. And calls out that bullshit. So if you're scared to dabble in politics, don't worry. This podcast will teach you a thing or two. Speak it, Umar. Speak it. Each episode, host Shami Asani is joined by a special guest to look at the ways the press use misinformation to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people. If you want to explore the truth behind the headlines, Subscribe and listen to Media Watch now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You better click on that link. <laughs> and we're back. Runway time. Better ring it to the runway. Ring it to the runway. 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 Okay, hit me the question or I'm going to throw you under the runway. As you know, it's Ryland. Let's cut that out. No, no, keep it in, keep it in. Let's keep it in. So you can all see what Omar's really like. Okay, okay. No, I'm just impatient. Go, go. Okay, okay. So there was two categories this week on runway, right? There was happy campers in the great outdoors and campfire couture. So that means with nine queens, we had 18 looks on a runway. You can so do maths. Wow. I can do mathematics <laughs> when I want to. Okay, um, I want you just to give me, top of your head, your fave, okay? Oh, so I think with Happy Campers, I definitely got a homage to Bob the Drag Queen. <laughs> really? When Bob the Drag Queen came out in the Madonna scout uniform. Oh, yeah. And you call yourself a drag expert. No, 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 no. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I liked that. To be honest, I, we always say this, like, do you go on the nose of the reference or do you just think really outside the box? But mm. for me, I really did enjoy Crystal and who was the second one after Crystal who did the, oh, Kitty Scout claws. Scout? I can't say her <laughs> name. Can I just call her Kitty? I, I think Teresa came out next, didn't she? But I, no, I, did, I, I didn't really get Teresa's happy campers look i think oh yeah she had to me- explain it didn't she should explain it i think for me crystals are really good i liked the hunger games vibe that scarlet was giving it was very like tomb raider mm. it was kind of like lara croft when camping but now has to be in work mode and shoot shoot yeah. a bitch down also you were right kitty did come out second she did i like that um cookie girl scout yeah vibe i think some of them could have taken it higher for me yeah i think what i'm thinking as happy campers is was it um charlie's angels where drew barrymore oh yeah come out in the campers or like just something to add the drag campness to it yeah. I think even though they came out in like a sequined sash or whatever, I think it would elevate it. Yeah. Did any of them have cookies? <gasps> no. Do you know what I mean? Like, Girl Scout, I'm about to uh, sell these cookies to get my cookie badge, you know, yeah. on their sash. On the shah. The sash. The sash. The sash. The shah. That's, did oh you get God. that reference I just did there? Well, no. Rocky Andrews didn't know how to pronounce sash and she was calling it a shah. Okay. okay, that's. <laughs> I don't know. They would have got a sequin, but. Um, 
Shut we up. digress. Oh my god, that's such a good yeah. point, Sam. I know. I'm they a future could, they, runway fashionista. Yeah, the props. We know from Silky Nutmeg Ganache, props go far. Props go so far. they could have literally just like left a breadcrumb of cookies. Or imagine like you had the cookies in your little box, right? And you're on the runway, and you just drop the box, and all the cookies fall out, and then you're like yeah. on the floor scrambling to grab <gasps> the cookies. Yo, you just chuck it in Michelle Visage's face. Yeah, you go, Michelle. <laughs> Eat your fucking go. Eat your cookies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, the thing is, I think on the whole, this wasn't standout. I think it was just, I think everyone did a firm, safe, good job. Yeah, I do think the campfire couture was where the queens shined a little bit more, right? But I will say, I think Vanity's 10th, I liked it. I think oh, that, I I didn't I didn't, think, I didn't like the pink leotard or anything like that, but I think the concept yeah. of turning the tent into a cape, I liked. Is, that's the first one, isn't it? Happy Camp. No, yeah. and then I actually liked her campfire couture. I really liked the colours. I hated it. You hate, hate we'll it. We'll get on to that. Will we? Because oh, no, we're on we're it now. Gonna, we're talking we're, about we're it now. We're on it now. Uh, <laughs> I think I have thoughts on this one. Okay. Crystal, I'm sorry. Great construction, but it just gave me Aquaria. The lightning bolt. Lightning bolt Aquaria with the same mask, Mm. the same pointiness. And I, let's be honest, every queen is unique in their own right. I hate comparisons or whatever, but I think when something is so, do you know what I mean? Like, it it was a homage. It was a, I don't think it was even a homage. I think it was just like literally. I mean, it wasn't exactly the same. It was just like pointy objects. Uh, yeah. onto a skinny model body, right? Yeah, is it skinny or is it fashion? <laughs> oh, I, the question for the I, I feel like, I don't even think Crystal was even referencing Aquarium, but I think yeah. it must be really hard at this point. It's been so many wrong ways. Like, how, like, how can you reinvent the goddamn wheel? Yeah. Right, do you know what I fucking loved? Hey. It's like I'm on some kind of Theresa May Stan hype shit, right? But yeah. I really loved her villain Get up. I the like eye her. patch, the construction of it all. It told a story. I know she told the story and it wasn't what I thought the story was going to be. But I loved everything about it. Loved it. I stand. Also, it's one of those things where it's like, if as a sewing challenge, if it looks well put together and there's no seams busting out, then surely you feel the assignment, right? <laughs> Even if it was a blanket, you made it look like a dress. I liked that. Umar, can I ask a question? What? what is a goddamn hem? A hem. A hem is basically at the end of each fabric, that little... Oh, that you're little, showing me. you show me that. that. Yeah, that's the hem, babe. It's like that little thread that ties up the end so it doesn't fray up. So... Wow. Yeah. So if you hem something, you can even out the... Whatever, I'm not here to teach you, so I'm not Veronica Green. Well, I Um, thought that Teresa's hems were really good. I thought (laughs) Teresa's hems were doing the damn thing. thing. I think for me, Scarlett Grey, I think... I didn't get her first look, actually. I didn't get it. It was Hunger Games. Yeah, but I just... But yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think Veronica, let's talk about it. Oh, bless her. She, uh, like Michelle said, and I'm glad Michelle said this, you've got to give her props for how much effort she put into that goddamn thing. And I like the colour. I like the story. Oh, she's so great. I like the story too, and I think there was a lot of meaning to it. But sometimes if the final product isn't good. 
I the story ain't going to say, do you know what she should have done? Keep the wings out, but that black paint that's dripping on her face, she should have got like a skinny sequin black fabric as like the, the body of the butterfly and just drip the paint down. I don't so know. I don't know why, but I just cannot actually picture that. Like, I, I just don't know. Well, some of us. Yeah, I can't. I wouldn't be able okay, to. Whatever. Um, I think with the time these queens are given, and obviously the ambition that she had behind this outfit, yeah. I thought, I thought it was quite remarkable what she did. Yeah, I like charity cases. Oh, the bunny! How can we not even talk about the bunny, demented bunny? Oh, we love a demented bunny. The demented bunny was iconic. It was like Anna Faris in the house bunny meets Zombieland, and also Charity's yellow tartan boning skirt. This is the thing with Charity; like, it's week three, and she's been saved twice and bottom last week. And it's like, I think out of everyone, her drag looks the most ambitious yeah, and, yeah. T- and it's conceptual and this stuff doesn't just appear out of thin air so i feel like i don't know are we sensing a theme but i kind of want charity's fashion to have at least a critique yeah give us some good critiques and you know what we kind of saw her frustration come out in the untucked moment didn't we when crystal obviously came back and she telling everyone she might win a third motherfucking challenge in a row and uh Charity kind of fired back, like, yeah, but you know what? You did, you you needed help, babe. I can't like, do you know what? You didn't deserve it. And do you understand why in that moment Charity was frustrated? Do you think you would have felt the same way? Or do you think she was just stirring the pot? I think, yeah. I think Charity was a little bit frustrated. But I don't think she was stirring the pot. I think, listen, like, it is queer energy at its finest. Like, we are going to shade and read the room and drag queens just take it to the next level. So I think she was raising a good point because you had Veronica very emotional. And, yeah, I think call a girl out. It's television. Call darling. a girl out. It's television. We want to see the drama. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, if I was charity as well and she's providing those looks on the runway and she was just getting nothing, I'd be like... But also, it's that whole um, argument, is it? Are you only a drag queen if you can sew? Mm. Like, I can't sew, but I think drag sometimes is about how you edit and how you put a look together, how you resource, what's your eye saying? Mm. Veronica can, can sew, but did she have the eye? Yeah. Wow. Okay, what do you think about Scarlet Harlot usurping Crystal Versace as the winner this week? You love the blanket. I love the blanket. I really did think it looked really elegant. Elegant. I do love the blanket look. I think Scarlett needs to work more on the makeup. You need to work more on the makeup. I need to work more on the makeup. (laughs) I do think she needs to work more on the makeup. In terms of, I think her jawline's amazing. And I think when she asked, we haven't even spoke about Raven. Do we need to? Um, I think the uh, makeup tip that Raven gave Scarlett about the jawline. I like Scarlett's jawline. I think she just needs to be heavy on the eye. And the hair needs to be bigger. If you're so petite and tiny, pat it out, honey. Why don't you get up and drag and then critique her? Well, then why don't we just end this podcast right here and now? Because you ain't a drag queen, babe. You might be a drag, but you surely ain't a drag queen. I'm not coming for their makeup. You can come for the fashion. You're the fashion editor, fair enough. But don't come for the makeup. Makeup's part of fashion. 
I think, yeah, I'm happy for Scarlett. Switch it up. A new winner, a new mm. front runner, new energy. I think in the back of her head, RuPaul probably wanted to give Crystal the third win. Yeah. Like, whether you love love it or not, Crystal did look the most polished. Yeah, but imagine if she won the third week in a row, the queens would be coming for her ass. Do it. Do it. That, do you know what? That, it would have been a gag. <laughs> It do would it. have been a gag if she got the third so She would have a target on her back. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's no lipsticks involved in this shindig. No. All right, Umar, let's talk about that lip sync. I think we're three for three this season because that was a show down. That was theatre drama. But yeah, yeah, I agree. So Vanity versus Veronica to I've Got the Music in Me by the Kiki D Band. I will admit I wasn't really familiar with this song, but loved it. They really went full throttle, didn't they? It was a lot of high emotion. Yeah. High emotion, devotion, and drag. Yeah. Could it have been double shanty worthy? I think it was, because I feel like both of them were giving it. Like, yeah. giving it their all. I personally would have saved Veronica. Really? I would have saved Veronica, because I feel like we've never seen Veronica lip sync for anyway. I think and she did amazingly. Amazingly, quite a show. And I think Vanity, outside of the lip sync, I think her confidence is slipping. Um, whereas I think Veronica has so much more to give. I see what you mean, but I do think Vanity just knows how to embody a song. Like, she she was amazing. But it did look like Veronica was literally singing those goddamn words. Yeah. And, and I, what I will give is, I think, Veronica, when she's, like, ripping the dress to pieces and stuff like that, maybe it was just a little bit distracting to the actual mm. energy that she was giving. Yeah. Well, Veronica sashayed away, which I wasn't expecting. I thought RuPaul might save... Both of them, considering one queen has got the chop. So you know what this means, don't you, Umar? It's time to chat to two motherfucking drag queens this oh, week. They're making you work over time. They're making me work. They're making me work for this job, this money. They're making me, yeah. That's how employment works. That's how employment works. <laughs> right? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? We click spoke... play. Yeah. Okay. So first up is Victoria Scone. I spoke to her about a devastating elimination and whether she's received an open invitation for season four. Here you go. How are you feeling today? Sad. So very sad. <laughs> and yeah, I don't think I've fully processed it yet because I was doing a viewing party last night and then a gig after that. So I haven't really properly watched it and taken it all in. And I've had lots and lots of messages. My phone's been going mad. But um, yeah, just sad. It feels like it's all over. <laughs> I mean, take me back to when you were filming Drag Race and the injury happened. Did you expect it at the time to go as far as you being eliminated? If I'm very honest, I think I was in denial with myself about how injured I was and obviously trying very hard to make it look like I wasn't injured. But I thought, you know, rest it at night. And But there's no stopping in Drag Race. There's no time to rest. It's the train that doesn't stop. You know, you're either on or you're off. So... I think I was definitely in denial and I appreciate that I needed to go. I wouldn't have been able to perform at my best. The team looks after me incredibly and, you know, they have to put my health first as much as we all wanted me to stay. Uh, well, I hope they wanted me to stay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely for the best. I wouldn't have been able to have given you my all. Yeah. How are you feeling now? Tell me, is the knee okay? 
It's good. Um, it's I've had lots of physiotherapy. Luckily, didn't have to have any surgery. Um, so it was only a, well, I say only, but it was a partially torn ACL in my knee. It's yeah. I said earlier that the cold weather is making it sort of a bit <laughs> play out a bit. But I'm getting old. I think basically is what's actually happening here. And how did you react when the doctor said you couldn't continue in a competition? I'm sure you can imagine, you know, I'm a very dramatic lady, um, lots and lots of tears and begging to stay, even though I knew full well that it wasn't, it couldn't happen and I, it would be for the best for me to go. Of course, I was going to beg and beg and beg. I was like, please just let me stay, you know, I'll rest it and I'll do anything. Because yeah. I think I sort of um, assumed or hoped or maybe I'd seen them setting up some sort of sewing challenge the, the next day basically when we were packing up so I was like come on now it's only a sewing challenge I'll be fine but no yeah. <laughs> I was I would not have been fine <laughs> you broke new ground before you even entered the workroom right you made history before you even made your mark on the series how have you found the response from viewers so far being a cis female drag queen has it all been because I think what seeing online it's all been universally Positive, except for that one nasty YouTuber who I will not name or dwell on. No, we don't talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, we will not spend another second talking about him. But yes, no, I agree. It has been sort of overwhelmingly positive. I've really not seen a lot of negative. I mean, obviously, we try not to look at the comments as much as possible, but obviously we get all the notifications and things. And it's generally been very, very lovely, which I'm very, very fortunate about. I'm very, very privileged to have that. So I appreciate it so much. It's something I never thought that would happen. So it's very weird because, you know, I just I want to go out to my pub now and just want be a, be a normal person. But that's not really possible at the moment, <laughs> which is very odd. <laughs> I'm trying to stay grounded. I don't think I could ever not be, but I'm trying to, you know, keep my feet on the floor and not let my head get too big. I have to talk about the moment as well where RuPaul said we will be seeing you again, but he didn't say you had an open invitation. Mm. What can you tell me about that? What's gone on? Are you coming back for season four, five, six? Are you come back when you're ready? What's happening? I mean, you pretty much know as much as I know. Um, what what Ru said is what Ru said. You know, obviously we're still screening season three at the moment, so if that happens, it would be very much in the future. I've not had an invitation as of yet, so yeah. That's as much as I can tell you, in all honesty. Next up is Veronica. I spoke to our Lancashire queen about how difficult it was for her to return to the competition and that stunning lip sync. So, Veronica, I'm devastated over your elimination. How did it feel when RuPaul told you to sashay away? I think my soul left my body. I went into autopilot and I just did what I had to do to keep my composure. I was crumbling that I managed to get off stage and then I pretty much just, they sat me in this chair and I just, I just disappeared. I must have been falling for about half an hour. Like they had to usher all the other queens in the opposite direction. I think just a part of me just left my body for a little while and I don't remember what happened. I just remember them being sat in this room with one of my chaperones. Then, and I was just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to, just I want to be here with myself and go through these feelings because I know that these feelings are temporary and it's just trauma making its way out of my body. Because I've been through a lot this last year and it was, it was just this release 
of stress, release of anxiety, release of pressure and expectation. And before I knew it, a couple of hours later, I just felt at peace all of a sudden and everything was still and everything was calm. Oh, I'm getting a bit emotional actually thinking about it. And everything just felt good again all of a sudden. Then I realized just how much, how much pressure I was putting on myself to succeed and do well. Because going back a second time, I've got the tissues ready. Um, going back a second time, I knew there was this huge expectation on me. People automatically think I've had a whole year to glow up. Um, people forget last season was on six months ago. How do you film two seasons in 18 months and get them both on air in six months apart? And still people forget, still people think she's had all this time and I was broke. I, I was nearly bankrupt. I had nothing. And I've got a very, very few select friends that that helped me out during this tough time. And, and I just had this massive weight on my shoulders of not failing. And when I was told to sashay away, that should have been a failure, but it didn't feel that way. It just felt like all of this weight was gone and it took a couple of hours for it to leave my body but by the time I got back to my hotel room in the evening I was just like wow I feel I felt really free yeah Veronica you should be motherfucking proud of what you've done over this past year like oh my god honey you've given us some amazing runways you've become the first queen to appear on two UK seasons of Drag Race and also, you put up a motherfucking fight in that lip sync. That was incredible. In that, in that outfit as well. Babe, talk me through that, because that was a showdown. It really was a battle to the death. Yeah. I knew that Vanity was an amazing lip syncer, so I had to pull out all of the stops that I possibly could. And I, I gave it a really good fight. I got every single word right. I got every single beat right. I played for emotion. I played for story. The only thing going against me was the, the restriction of the gown. There was a point in the, in the lip sync where I tried to hitch the skirt up. But because it was so form-fitting my body with not stretch fabric, um, it wouldn't hitch up. So I was like, okay, well, that's my plan of dead of being able to move properly. So... I then had to think of my plan B on the fly. And then the whole tearing the costume apart was just like, that was my interpretation of I've got the music in me and I want to, I want to set it free. I want to let it out. So that's why the tearing all the, the bits and pieces uh, came from. I loved doing the lip sync with Vanity. I, I feel like it was very, very close. Like you, it really could have gone either way. You know, she got quite a lot of words wrong, but, she had so much soul and so much passion and I, I think we matched each other quite well and Rue made her decision and it's Rue's decision to make and and I hope no grudges, you know, I, I fancy did an amazing job. Yeah. What do you wish you could have shown on the series that you didn't get the chance to? I never got to do an acting challenge to show off my acting skills. I, I'm a pretty damn good actor, I think, um, and I would have been good at that challenge and the girl groups, I would have smashed that. And of course, Snatch Game. You went over for girl groups and Snatch Game on both seasons. Yeah, I mean, I, on season two, I 
I, I had the same snatch game planned for, for both seasons because I never got to do it. First time around, I was playing more into the improv side of things, which, as we learn, I'm terrible at improv. Um, whereas for season three, I had jokes written, I had a whole game plan, and I was ready for it. I was going to do Kate Bush. Uh, that was my number one choice. I'm sad that I didn't get to showcase that because it was really, really funny. But, you know, I've already proved that I am good at comedy in some elements, like my my mini challenge this week. I had a, a sort of mini redemption that I can be funny. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll come back for an All-Stars. Oh, that scone. I'd love to just eat that scone with some cream. Very up in the air, it seems. Yeah, no like, invitation. Yeah, unlike... Veronica and Eureka, it doesn't seem like she has an open invitation, but maybe it's a case of we saw how, you know, how much effort it took for Veronica to come back. Maybe RuPaul's like, you know what, you've got an invitation, but just come back whenever. I think so too. And also it's like, you know, what scheduling's like, getting resources is hard. Mm -hmm. So if I was Victoria, I'd be like, let me come back to the fold when I'm ready. Yeah. What about Veronica? I mean, I love them. Oh I we love lost them. the two Vs. We've lost the two, the two groundbreaking queens of the, the season. The two groundbreaking Vs. Yeah. We lost the V cards, D squared. No, not D squared. <laughs> That's saying? a fashion reference. Squared, house down boots. Always love hearing Veronica's voice. And in the three episodes that she was there, she showed a lot of body, yoddy, yoddy. Do you know what? She gave us one of the best lip syncs of the season. She gave us a great motherfucking runway in that gorgeous yellow tool number and she gave us some comedy with the the bouncing balls for the workout challenge bouncing balls um she made her mark she made her mark and you know what now veronica can catch up with season two queens and campaign and do loads of fun shoots and tour the world and you know paint the town green yeah exactly right okay on next week's episode, it's the return of the girl group challenge. <gasps> we will see Emma Bunt and guest star as the queens record vocals and perform in a girl group number. What an original track. Will it top bing bang bong? No. <laughs> Maybe. We shall see. We, we shall, shall see. see. Umar, sing us out with a girl group number. If you want to be my lover, you got to get down with my friends. Yeah, brilliant. Love it. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening.